On this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcasts, we talk about some of the newest games we've been playing, like Sega's Judgment, Samurai Showdown, and Super Mario Maker. Also, we talk about the newly announced TurboGrafx Mini and its 50 playable games, and Nintendo just released a bomb. And that bomb is the Switch Lite. What do we think about it? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcasts. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Sparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Third Party Controller Podcast. Yes, it is us. It is the boys. It's time to do what we do best. And what is it that we do best? Talk noise. Yeah. Joe? Talk about, you, like, shit. Stuff. Said boy, you said boys. I was like, talk noise. Talk noise. Oh, sorry. Talk noise with the homeboys. Well, we have a lot to talk about this week. And I am what? Do we? <laughs> I, we do. I'm excited to get this going. So let's do this. Let's do it. Beto? What's up, fool? Where you going, Phil? To my pad, Phil. For reals, Phil? Nah, Phil. I'm going to the store, Phil. What's up? For real, I'm going to the store. That's fucked up. For reals, Phil. For reals, Phil. Yeah, Phil. For reals, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Damn, Phil. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. I started up a judgment earlier today. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I played like the first thirty minutes of it. Mm-hmm. I just did the first mission. Yeah. It's fucking. It's. It feels like it's a continuation, like after the events of, uh, of uh, Yakuza Six, because uh-huh. there's a part where you're you're trailing some guy. You're like, like stalking him pretty much, and um, there's a building in it. You're like, oh fuck, that's that's the building like that. This thing happened in. Yeah. Have you played it? Yet? Yeah. Okay. So like after like it's a burned down building, you're like, oh shit, that's like, that's fucking cool. Like I, I, this, I, I love that there's a, it's in Camarocha, like the, mm-hmm. just the setting of it. I love it already just because it's, it's something I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's hard to describe. It's kind of like a. It okay? Did you feel this way? It's familiar, but because of the lighting and the color distortion, it feels different. Yeah, it feels like um. Damn, how would you? I don't even know. Like like a. I guess like a subplot. Yeah. Maybe not even a subplot, just more like a. I don't know, just. What did I describe? Like a, I guess spin off. There you go. Mm-hmm. A spin off of. Uh, it's like a better call sell. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so far, it's been. It's just. I just got in one fight, mm-hmm. trailed that guy really quick, and that was it. But just being there again, I'm just like. I said that about. Yakuza a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. That, that I haven't finished. <laughs> I like, it feels good to be back in Camarocho. I was like, it fucking feels good to be back in Camarocho. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I, I've been wanting to play like something like this where you just you're the you're the not the bad guy. I mean, I'm, um, what's his name? Kiryu isn't a bad guy. Yeah, but he's still like a Yakuza. He's part of the he's in the middle. He's in the gray. Guy. Yeah, but since he's part of the Yakuza, they're, they're considered kind of like the, 
somewhat of a bad person. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool seeing like the like a detective type story. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Like I want I want to I want to play stuff like that. Um, I'm curious, what do you have it set under? Is it English dialogue or did you change it to it's Japanese? In, I just left it in English. Me too. Yeah, I thought they because because I left it in English because. I heard that, like, man, the voice cast, because they haven't done voice cast since, like, the original Yakuza on PS2, mm-hmm. like an American voice cast. Yeah. But they said, man, the people who did it for this one, it's really good. Like, the people were saying, I, I recommend that you keep it with the people who dubbed it because they did a really good job. And I have to agree, yeah. It was a really nice job. Yeah, so far as it's, I've, I've, uh, I've liked the, the English dub. Um, something that was funny when I first started playing it, mm-hmm. you're... The main character, the guy you play, he's kind of under undercover, like sitting like oh, a homeless yeah, yeah, person, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And then uh, something happens where like he's gonna meet up with his partner mm-hmm. that's stalking somebody else, or like Kate, like I guess like following somebody else. And then he's like, "Oh, hang on, I'll, I'll meet you in a bit." And like he gets in a fight, and then like uh, people think it's just like some homeless guy that can't fight. You fight, you fuck them up. And then he like takes off his clothes, gets into the regular street clothes. But before that, when he was homeless, he had like a five o'clock shadow, <laughs> and like like fucking his hair was all shitty over yeah. a hat. And then he takes off his clothes, his regular street clothes. He's like all fucking clean shaven. After yeah, he's like, yeah. what the fuck happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That just made me laugh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I I'm not promising that I'll fucking keep playing it, but I want to keep playing it. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, because MLB the show's still taking a lot of my time. Oh damn. Um, Oh, I, uh, Jesus. Last, <laughs> last week we uh, talked about going to Game Dude mm-hmm. and about getting into like old games and stuff. Yeah. I bought a Nintendo 64 now. Yeah. And you, Jesse, you let me borrow GoldenEye and I played the first level yesterday. It is so fucking bad. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Like, it's, it's. I understand that it's like the no, dude, it's fucking oh, cool. Golden Eye still rocks. Yeah, yeah. Like not, to, not, and this is even older, but like Doom. When you actually yeah. first played, you're like, yeah. oh man, this is no. Yeah, like I, I understand. Like it, it did really kind of start something. Yeah. That no, not a lot of other games were able to really, really accomplish. It was a fucking huge, huge success. And like, a, but it was something. a multiplayer that really yeah. sold it. It wasn't yeah, so much yeah. a single player. That I, I remember as a kid, I, I like the, the <clears throat> missions and stuff. It's the first like home console first person shooter yeah, that yeah. worked yeah. because for the controls and stuff yeah I would say kind of but yeah man it's 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 really frustrating trying to play it because you're so used to playing like the really good shooters that we have now mm-hmm. and then going back to something where you the, the you move with the with the stick and you also aim with the stick mm-hmm. but it also assists you when you're just walking around and stuff mm-hmm. it's really easy yeah. like I mean what I played it on normal difficulty but just playing that is, is it was super easy and like it's it wasn't fun. No. Yeah. Here's the thing for like me when it comes to Goldeneye, it's I could forgive games because I'll go back to a lot of old games and be like, whoa, that does not stand the test of time. And there are games that do stand the test of time. And Goldeneye, I'm fine with like, oh yeah, this worked for its time, yeah. but it hasn't changed. What makes me dislike it even more are just the people who like swear by it. Yeah. It's still good, and it's like. I feel like I understand. Like you, you can compensate for the controls, which is fine. Like not every game you're gonna go back and play are gonna have amazing control. Good percentage isn't going to, but how people will like die on the cross to defend Goldeneye is I what. I feel the people that say that are the people that haven't played it in a long time. Yeah, because I used to say that. 
like a long mm-hmm. time ago, and then I actually like played it. Like I think I played it at your house maybe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's not that good. And then I played it again, like forgetting like how bad it was. Yeah. I was like, damn, this shit like it's so like outdated. Yeah. The 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 control. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I've been playing really. What about you, Joe? What's up, fool? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, let's see. What have I been doing? What have I been playing? What have I been doing? What have I been playing? Uh, well, clearly. Oh, wait, hold on. Before you say anything, Joe, okay, let let me set everything up for the audience here, okay? Um, it's Friday morning. I wake up, you know, lately I'll wake up super early, you know, and uh, I wake up. Oh man, I look and I'm like, you know what? I got a hair appointment today at 10 o'clock. Uh, I'm not going to force myself to, to go back to sleep. I'm just going to stay awake. I had to do some. Yeah, I, I did a perm. Um, and then I, I like, you know what? I'm going to turn on my PS4 real quick. It is 6.41 a.m. in the morning. Guess who is on playing Destiny 2? Fucking Joe. Me. <laughs> I saw him like, holy shit. I thought two things. One, Joe had the day off and he's... Uh, playing destiny or just like a kid when you're at school i gotta play some video games before getting ready for school and then i gotta go to school yeah it's weird that people was do that. i would never do that huh i would never do that it was b it was b because i know like from six to seven i can get a solid hour and so usually like <laughs> if depending on the day yeah i can just jump on and i can do like a mission or something real quick i'll do it i was like holy shit joe really does like destiny i put in i you have i'm telling you dude i'm putting i'm, I'm i think i'm nearing triple digit if not already yeah Triple digit numbers into it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, obviously I'm still playing that. Just rinse and repeat. We already know what's going on with that. I still like it. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. playing. Prepping myself for the, you know, still prepping for the next uh, the release. Trying to get my character up to seven. Yeah. To the... This would be the first time I ever max out a character. Yeah. If I can do this mm-hmm. before the new one releases. Before they up the level, the, the max level. I'm at 729. And 750 is the limit. It's pretty insane that I've gotten this far. Um, I played a little bit of... Sp- uh, played my Madden game. Mm-hmm. Preseason for the final season. It's gonna th- I think it's going to be our final season. Lost that, but it was a good good, good game considering I haven't really played much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what else? I... Played a little bit more Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's still fun. I still yeah. like that a lot. And... Like I promised you, yeah, I, saw I this started uh, Detroit. Ooh. Emotions. Huh? Okay. I believe uh-huh. I have put in uh, like 10 hours into that. Really? Are you fucking serious? Uh, no. Uh, I, I, I no, say that because serious? it felt like 10 hours. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've probably put in about 30, 45 minutes. <laughs> and Shit. it literally has felt like 10 fucking hours. Does it Shit. feel like, is it like the chubby rain or like shitty? So... Motions or controllers. It's th- so the game starts you basically. It throws you into like a. Ho- it's it puts you in the control of an of an like a because it's all about the Android, androids, right? Yeah. yeah. Puts you in control of an android and drops you into a police situation right off the bat. So you're kind of like, oh wow, this is oh interesting yeah, kind yeah. of. Because like Spider Man just throws you in, right? It's 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 clunky though because like you put you in there and then it but it basically goes okay you need to do this you have a like it's kind of, there's it does some cool things it's like right now you have a, a like a, it gives you a percentage of how much you can uh, to to diffuse whatever situation is going on. So you started you're like oh okay, but as you start going you're like so look for clues as you look for clues that percentage can rise. But you're timed, so it's like 
as you're doing that, it's almost like counteractive, like look for clues, explore in this first scenario, but at the same time, do it fast. Yeah. <laughs> people like things will happen. You're like, well, how am I going to explore and look for clues? If I can't, you know, you're not really giving me time. Mm-hmm. Um, you get through the whole first scene and like there, you, you know, you can lose character. So like, there's always options for something can happen. You can lose a character. That all happens. And so far I'm like, okay, well, this is, I mean, it, and, it, and it plays like any other David Cage game, the, the, you know, the motions and all that stuff yeah. like that. And uh, emotions. And emotions. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, at least it threw you into something kind of interesting. Yeah. And then after that happens, you're like, okay, this is sort of, you know, sort of, I wouldn't say great, but at least you know, I can get in this. And then right after that, the next thing you do is it like starts the game proper. Yeah. And you go on a fetch quest to drop off, like to pick up something from the store for like, it's another Android and you're picking up something from the store from your owner. And then you got to get on the bus to go take it back to your owner. And I was like, wow, I not fucking interested at all to go any (laughs) further than that. Yeah. I'm expecting Mm. that, you know, eventually I'll probably have to like make breakfast or something, Uh uh, possibly brush my teeth again. Cause you know, he loves doing that. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, Oh my God, I, this is fucking look for anyone that likes those kinds of games. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But man, I was bored out of my fucking mind really quick. Yeah. The first of the, the, the moment, one of those things happens like, all right, go drop this off. Take this to go pick this up. I'm like, yeah, this is stupid. Like <laughs> you can look for things like, you, and, and like, it's funny. Cause like you can, uh, at one point, like oh like you're going through the like uh, you're walking through a park and like there's a magazine and you can pick it up and like oh there's this magazine and there's like oh there's articles that you can actually read like you read through the shit and I was just like why do I give a fuck about this fucking fake magazine it's about climate change and like that I'm like well it's fake anyways but (laughs) I mean I'm like what what the fuck is this like why why would I want to spend my time reading articles about fake articles about a you know I I get it. It's trying to slur for the story. It's this whole thing, but I was already trying just like, to like build a world. I guess, but I was like, emotions <sighs> immersive. I see. And that's the thing. Like, you know, probably people are listening and going, well, Joe, you're just not into those type of games. And but, you're right. But no, I would have to say, I would have to disagree with people saying that about you because you got into games that are kind of similar to that. But do a better job. Like Life is Strange, I would say yeah. that is something that you. My coworker actually brought that game up. He's like, "You played yeah. Life is Strange." I did, and I was like, "And I like that." Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever played the Telltale games, like you know, the Walking Dead. Ones. I played a few. Uh, what was it? The uh, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. The one that was on based yeah. on Fables, Jurassic Wolf Among Us. Uh, uh, I played Jurassic the first Five. two parts of, and I liked them. They were cool. Yeah, and it, just stuff like that. I think it it comes down to like how how the pacing is done, how character dialogue development. And again, I think if what I hear from people is Detroit is an improvement over the stuff David Cage has done in the past. But again, how he focuses on doing certain things and how he kind of maps out his games, you could probably, and you know what, maybe we don't have to have you pick up something, but let's do something that shows that you have to do you get what I'm saying? Like, so, so basically what, what I feel like a lot of what things. he does, exactly. He takes like, it's he, like he would take yeah. an episode of The Walking Dead or of Fables, you know, The Wolf Among Us. He would take an episode of that, one episode, and he turned it into a five or six hour game is how I, I see like what he does, the, the, man, yeah. the mundanity of some of the well, stuff he makes you do. Or let's say he, he, let's bring film into it. Let's say a TV show. Let's say David Cage did an episode of The Walking Dead. We'd spend about 20 to 30 minutes of watching Rick brush his teeth and use the bathroom 
and then put his clothes on. Yeah, his idea of immersive. Which you don't need or, to see that. Yeah, exactly. Or he would like, yeah, that's a good example. Like he, he would take it. He can, he's, what he's doing, I feel like, is he's taking something that's a movie and stretching it out into a TV series. But not but putting enough because, interesting Joe, shit. What games can give you is more of a detailed experience of the character and for you to go and am I, am I doing it like Portuguese? But yeah. I'm just like, like he, and here's the thing. He could do that, but like, Almost in a way, it's like just trim the fat. You don't need a lot yeah, of that yeah. stuff. Go go from scene to scene. Like if you do trim the chubby right? like like Bruce Willis says, cut out the chaffa. Oh yeah, and by the way, so that. like when you get that game, like when you download it, like I went to download it on the console and everything. It's like I'll put this game on first. Like uh, I the first experience was already shitty because I was like, all right, it's gonna download. I'll try it tonight. I went on there and I'm looking for it. I'm like, it's not there. It's like oh, because it downloaded Heavy Rain first. Oh the no! Rain first. And I didn't have enough room to fucking download uh, Detroit, so I had to delete Heavy Rain, then download Detroit, and I was like, damn it. Like, you're going to make me do this, huh? And it would just... Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to play some more of it, but I already feel like I've checked out. Mm-hmm. Like, already, I'm just like, man, this is, you know, and, and... I mean, you think about it, all of his games have gone free. And I have like zero I mean, fucking. Granted, too, a lot of the PlayStation exclusive stuff goes free. Not everyone, but yeah. But like, I'm just like, and still like those these those games have gone free now. And like, I have see like we <laughs> we shit urgent. on David Cage so much that sometimes I want to try to defend him, but it's hard. I honestly like he could. I think he could create. Yeah, I heard that decent fair- experiences. That one Fahrenheit game for the Xbox, I heard that was good that he did. I think it was called Fahrenheit. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I heard about. that one was good. That was like a potential like, oh, whoa, this guy knows what he's doing. And then I think from there, I think he got too much. Uh, I think he just, he he doesn't know how to trim the fat. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think like he, he feels like these movies or his experiences like, you know, if you want to do that, that's cool, man. But like. Yeah. Give me a three. Knock down that whatever 10 or 12 hours this game is or 20. I don't even know fucking how long. I hope it's not 20. If it's 20 hours, I'm going to lose my fucking mind if I play this thing. <laughs> but like, and here's the thing, man. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, yeah. look what Until Dawn did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's a different genre. It's like a horror slasher film. But I didn't have to fucking brush anyone's teeth in that. You know what I mean? Like, it was all about finding clues. What Until Dawn did was really was similar to what, what a lot of the Telltale games and what like fuck in what uh uh what's the other one called the one we just talked about the girl oh, life, oh, is life, is life is strange what they do it they you know you search you, you find stuff it puts you in scenes like you can do that whole movie experience Shit, even like another one which is maybe a little bit different because you have more control about Firewatch. Cause there's yes, these decisions yeah, like that's, that's more of like, it's like a cinematic first person shooter, but that, I mean, that's another thing too. Like when you talk about emotion, fuck, I've, I haven't played a game. Any of David Cage, David Cage's games have shown me any of the emotion that I got out of the first 20 minutes of fucking firewatch. Mm-hmm. Man, you know it gives I mean? me more emotions. I get pissed off when I lose. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, like, I just don't get that, man. Like I, 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 I think the guy just, you know, and I, and I and I realize that he's too good, and he's. I feel like he's too. Uh, he thinks he's too good, or he's like too narcissistic, or just thinks thinks too highly of himself to look at those games and be like, "Yeah, I, I could do this." I think yeah. he just is like, "Ah, yeah," but they don't. You know, he thinks. The, the How many he times puts, he brushed his teeth? Exactly. 
well, he didn't go. He doesn't. He hasn't experienced life as this character. He didn't go and do these tasks. I want to show people. I'm like, yeah, dude. It boils down to like, what he wants to do, is better suited for fucking movies. It yeah. really is. Unfortunately, he's not good enough of, of a director to do movies, and it's clear he's not really that good of a director to make games. But he pushes the hyper realism, and he pushes these these games as you know, and and I think. A big part of it is they're marketed well. Um, and I kept feeling like as I'm playing this, I'm like, this is like fucking iRobot, right? Will Smith's going to come out at any point. Because <laughs> I'm like, it, it just feels like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wasn't it iRobot set in Detroit 2 or some shit like that? Or I, I don't know. I, I was watched like, it. Watched it. like, this Robocop is kind of. That was the one big Willy Weekend movie I never watched. Oh, I actually like iRobot. It's not that bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. That that, that game is something else. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all the... That's all of the uh, the gaming I did. Uh, that's pretty much it. Jesse, what about you? What's that for? I picked up Samurai Showdown, and it was really fun. I liked it a lot. I got to play with Bethel on it, but what I liked about Samurai Showdown was it's a one-on-one competitive fighting game, but you just can't go into it and try to like quarter circle fight your way into it like a street fighter. You really have to be on the defensive you really have to like, um, you have three pretty much rules like small strike, medium strike, and a and a and a high strike, like a strong strike. If you do the strong strike, you kind of have to be careful because you're kind of open for a little bit, and it's a little bit slower to do those attacks. Yeah, but the you, recovery, you, the recovery, yeah. But like the damage is high if you hit perfectly. But it's just it's that fun competitiveness of fighting the other person and kind of like waiting, jabbing them real quick and. It does a lot of things where you can kind of counter people. Like if someone's blocking too much, you can grab them. Again, yeah. it won't hurt them and you can throw them real quick and then like attack. But it's just kind of like a, a risk and reward type of maneuver. And, and gaming is that way, fighting games, especially with the risk and reward aspect of it. But it was really fun in Samurai Showdown because it, it gave you something different than, than what you're used to. Like with like Soul Calibur or Street Fighter or Tekken or any of those games or Mortal Kombat. It's something it changes it up enough for me. Um, I really liked visually how it looked. It looks really nice. And um, yeah, even going through story mode, it's it's your basic story mode, but even that was pretty fun. Like you kind of learn how to fight against people and how to how to get better and doing moves. And, and um, you, you kind of build up your, like a meter. You can do specials, um, but I never got good enough yet to kind of figure how that is. But you kind of get like a a one hit kill if you're good. Uh, kind of maneuver depending on how low someone's health is that is just an easy three put and attack but it can be blocked or it can be stopped um but it's really fun when you can pull that off uh but real quick because i played bethel what how'd you feel about samurai showdown um i need more time to get used to the controllers because um i don't know i just felt like i wasn't really i don't know i just i wasn't really learning much mm-hmm. I, mean, I knew certain things he told me how to do certain certain moves but i don't know i just i, I need I would, I would need to put more time in it but so far i mean i i enjoyed it whatever i did like short amount of time i had with it but um yeah like the uh how much slower the uh harder attacks were because mm-hmm. those the the recovery time for those were, were a lot longer and it could set you up like leave you open for to be punished um, other fighting games do do that, but I feel like this one's a little slower. So you got to calculate when, 
went to hit him. It's like I don't, I don't, I didn't even check how much damage they actually do. I'm sure, I'm sure they do a lot more damage because sometimes that you would do. I saw you do some moves that almost took out like pretty much 85 percent of my health. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Depending, I, I think yeah. you have to get it perfect. But I like too. the specials though, how just the yeah. the cinema of like with the specials where you just mm-hmm. run through them and like like slices them open and you just see blood. Yeah, spatter everywhere. I also got like another SNK fighting game because it was like on sale. GameStop's having some sort of game day sale till the twentieth. Uh, it was SNK Heroines for the Nintendo Switch, and it was it's basically uh, like a ton of Owens? SNK sure. females. Was another, what was it? Another uh, consoles too or? Uh, it came out for the PS4 and Xbox One, but I think it's only downloadable. The Switch was the only physical copy version of oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, and it's just basically all the SNK females all together, and they're pretty much you can dress them up any way you want if you earn the money for it. And uh, oh god, yeah, it's it's very a uh, uh, waifu type of game. Um, but the the gameplay is super simplistic, and it's different. It's not. Lower your health bar and game over. You have to lower their health bar, but you have to do a special to finish it. It So you can, like, you lower the health bar, and once it's in red, you have to do the special, which is, if I remember correctly, I think it's just, like, either a two or one button, three button command. And if that special connects, it's game over, it's done. You you, you won the match. Yeah. But you can keep fighting. It could, it, but it, they can, can gain their health bar. Oh, okay. If you use that special, if they're not in the red, you lose your chance. Damn. And that's it. So it's it's really just like figuring it out. So it's it's completely different. It's it didn't get reviewed well, and I, for me, I was just like ten bucks. Fuck it, I'll I'll get it. Like what am, what am I losing? I think it just didn't get reviewed well because that is something. If you're you super used to how fighting games are, that aspect of it, you're like, oh, I lowered the health where, where oh, nothing's yeah, going on. Oh shit, okay. Head. And then like you'll attack and use that attack, but you might accidentally have taken too long and it filled back up. So it's. It's done. It's like yeah. you're done, um, so but it hard. seemed pretty cool. But like the money you earn and stuff, so you can purchase different costumes and different like accessories for it. I feel it's too much work for for what it, for what you can buy. Yeah. But I don't know. I haven't really focused too much time on it. All I know is for five dollars, I could buy a female version of Skullmania, so I'm excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, they even had Terry Bogard uh, as a female version. Yeah, of, so it was, it was a cool. couple of them though. Yeah. But the, the, the moves are super simplistic to the point where it's just like you can just hold left and like a button and it'll do the special move. So oh, it's okay. not you don't have to do quarter circles. Like you don't have to do, game. do charge. That. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like a simple way, but it's actually better than a mobile game. But how it was was actually not that bad. Um, on the Switch, graphically, it's it's pretty jaggy and and um, um, not as clean, but it doesn't look horrible. Uh, but you can kind of tell the difference but again it's not unplayable it's the, you know and i think frame rate kind of drops a bit but for again what i paid for and how it was it's pretty cool i kind of wanted that snk heroines because they did an snk heroines for the neo geo pocket and to find that is like hundreds of dollars to even get that fucking copy so it's better to emulate it on that and that end um but yeah um when you when um listeners when you listen to this episode you're gonna hear an episode for next week where I say I just purchased this game, but we actually recorded something for next week uh, ahead of time. But uh, I'm gonna talk about it now. I picked up Super Mario Maker Two, and I like it. It's really cool. I haven't done I haven't done any of the 
creating levels. I didn't care to. My first like reaction was just I want to play the story mode. I, I want to play this. I, w- I want to get into it. It's I want to see how this is. And it's very simple. Uh, Mario's helps build the castle. They finish building the castle. There's Toads and Toadette is there. And then the Eracy dog, he comes and hits the self-destruct button and completely destroys and demolishes the castle. So what you have to do as Mario is beat levels to earn money to rebuild the castle. And you can find, sec- you can build, uh, depending on how much money you have, certain sections you can rebuild as you go. And when each level each section is finished depends on how many levels you beat so you'll see like a hammer there'll be three hammers beat three levels it finishes that level it finishes that part of the section of the castle and you can keep going and add more to it so basically that's the premise you're just rebuilding princess peach's castle but going through the levels it's really cool because it's teaching you how the game works as in like hey you want to build mario maker levels We'll show you how without telling you and how they do it is just you play through it and you see how they do it like oh this is how they do that oh this is what they're using this for the on and off switches oh they're using it this way for this level oh okay cool oh uh, I could this level I'm in the shoe and then from there it shows me what things um, they build it like a level and show you like this is what the shoe can do oh there's cranes what does this crane do oh it picks you up and then you can swing back and forth jump off jump into another crane so oh that's showing me how to use the cranes if i ever want to use them in the level so it's not like tutorial after tutorial telling you this is how this works it's just showing you like hey these are things they're using to make the levels and this is how it works so you're learning as you you're playing without them having to explain each and every little thing also a cool thing that they were doing with the levels too was there'll be a level that will start and say hey if you want extra bonus points do this and one of them was don't play reach the end of this level from point a to point b without jumping or you couldn't like if you walk off the edge like let's say there's um this edge right here and then there's a bottom one if i were to just walk without jumping and fall that also counted as jumping so and i was just trying to figure out like feet leave the the ground i was like your feet can't leave the ground Yeah, yeah basically and i was like how is this so i went through it a couple of times but then i realized oh man this is kind of cool this person created a level where they had one of like the the ground gnomes come up, but the ground gnome had a um, not like a bullet bill, but um, a little um, God, what's it? What's it like that shoots the balls with the cannon on top of his head, um, and he would come to the edge of here, and then I would just kind of walk over it, and then he'd take me on the other side, because his animation was to hit up against the wall and then come back, so I would figure out things throughout the level. And then there were like boos that had a bunch of like towers on them. So what I did is I have to turn my back. The boos come and it dropped those towers so I could walk across without jumping. And then I figured it out. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So that's a Nintendo made. These are all Nintendo made levels. So it's a hundred Nintendo made levels and you're going through it to earn money and rebuild Princess Peach's castle. And, and it, it's what I liked about it. And that's all I've done. I haven't cared to check out any of the. Well, no, I checked out the hub to look at other people's levels, but all I've done is create my little me character because your me character will represent you if you ever make levels. But I liked how it's teaching you through story mode if you want to build levels without telling you every little thing. So, again, I haven't even touched create your own. I haven't done any of that. But what I've played so far, I've liked it. It's really cool. Um, How long would you say is the story mode? Right now, I've 
probably played maybe about 20 no not even probably 15 levels mm-hmm. and every time i died and every time i've probably got like three hours four hours it's something that's like i'm playing in chunks and it's been really cool but uh i don't know i'm liking it it's really cool the only thing i hate and i hate this about mario games just it's not the, because of the game but you know how sometimes you'll play a Mario game if you die a couple of times that little P um, um, wing symbol would pop up. Yeah, because I'd suck. hate I'd hate seeing it and I'd never touch it. Yeah. But this time, if you die like two times, then Luigi pops up just like an image of him going hey, hey oh, and it goes like hey, just hit you know the select button For or the dash mode button. Or no, no, and he'll give you like mushrooms or oh. a star or whatever. Oh, cool. I fucking hate that, so I don't even touch it. I hate that he recommends it to me. It's like stop it, Luigi. But he's like, you suck right now, so. Um, but no, I'm digging it. It's it's uh, so far. I've probably had more fun with this than the first Mario Maker because it's giving me challenges to go through instead of me just playing random people's levels. And now I'm getting more excited to try out other people's levels. But I want to finish story mode first because I'm I'm digging it. I'm really enjoying it. And some of the the tasks you have to do because it'll give you like a little synopsis or a little information of how to beat the level or what you need to do and how you can get some bonuses um it tells you and and it's pretty cool like it's 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 a cool challenge so yeah that's pretty much it gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back so see you in a bit PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. Cuphead is coming to Netflix in a joint announcement from Netflix, King Features, and Cuphead development studio MDHR. The smash hit 2017 bullet hell boss rush side-scrolling shooter starring Cuphead and his blue-ascented partner Mugman is getting an animated series on the world's biggest streaming network. The series will be called The Cuphead Show. Like the game, the Netflix Cuphead Show will feature 1930s-style animation. It will also be hand-drawn, though not entirely to paper this time, and not by studio MDHR themselves, but instead Netflix's own in-house animation studio. We are not going to be animating this ourselves because it would never be finished, Cuphead co-creator Chad Moldenhaar told IGN with a laugh during a phone interview. The current goal is to stay as far away from the computer-assisted puppeteer animation as possible, he added. The idea still be that the, every frame is hand-drawn, but probably not on paper. It's going to be hand-drawn, but digitally, tradigitally, he said. Though Cuphead co-creator Jared told IGN that the show is still in the beginning process and as such has no release date as of yet, we do know that Cuphead Show will follow Cuphead and Mugman in a comedic adventure across Inkwell Isle. Like I said, uh, 
<laughs> the guy said uh, they're not gonna animate it because it'll never be finished. Oh yeah, because the game took fucking forever yeah. to make to or well, to I come out. I think it was just two people. Yeah, and it made it. It's fucking crazy, dude. But um, I mean, I know I don't know. That art style is really cool. For the movie, I mean, everybody's seen it. It's fucking so nice. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Who knows how, how it'll come out? I still haven't seen the Castlevania. I saw the first season. I liked it, but I never got around to watching two. Oh, there's the second one already. There's the second one, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I really don't know what what to expect of it because I don't know much of the story. Either, so. mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool for fans. My mom. I was gonna say, did you guys ever play it? No. No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the physical on, release on Switch. How much is it on Switch right now? Uh, twenty bucks. 20? And then they mean to buy it. Yeah, I just want the physical edition because they said like all the DLC will be on it too. But then they just announced that the DLC is going to be delayed, so it will come out this year. And I'm like, God damn it. God, I just want to play it now. I think I might just fucking buy it. I want to play it, too. I never got to run to play it, so I kind of want to. Yeah. What's that? But the Netflix thing. It's cool, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's, for me, it's, it's kind of, it, it's cool it because it's like, oh, shit. It's just kind of like, oh, a Cuphead show? Like, it's, it's that big? To make a show that's cool. I was like, I guess I gotta play it to actually, I, I, yeah, to really I'm... make a judgment on that. I'd have to play through it and be like, is mm-hmm. it really something you could take and turn into a show? So I don't know. I, I think just... it's more like based around the, the thir- 30s animation. You know? I hope it's like that, and I hope it's racist too. <laughs> the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie reboot will be R rated and feature game signature gory fatalities. Since it's already been stated by other members of the team. I'm going to put this one to bed. MK will be R-rated and for the first time ever. Fatalities will finally be on the big screen. And no, I'm not going to say which ones. You'll just have to wait for the movie and see. From Greg Russo. In a post on Twitter, Mortal Kombat screenwriter Greg Russo announced the news reinforcing what other members of the film's team have been discussing online. MK will be R-rated, said Russo said. And for the first time, fatalities, blah, blah, blah. Russo refused to say which fatalities. Little else of Mortal Kombat film has been revealed so far, but it begins filming in Australia later this year. Uh, the only confirmed cast member is the Raid Redemption's Joe Teslin, who will be playing the game's arguably most iconic character, Sub-Zero. Uh, an allegedly incomplete Mortal Kombat cast list suggests he'll be joined by people playing Kano, Sonya Blade, Raiden, and a new character called Cole Turner. Well, that's weird. Okay. But, uh, okay. So, I mean, is that surprising now having a, making a Mortal Kombat movie now being R-rated? Is that a surprise? Not at all. I feel it's not. I mean, the fucking game is mature, right? Yeah. What? So what I saw that tweet. Uh-huh. I did a little research on Greg Russo. Oh, no. To see some of his likes and dislikes and, uh his screenwriting credits, I, I think I looked in a little bit, and uh, I if I if I'm I can't remember the movies that he did, but not all that impressed. Wait, what and movie? Also, what's his name? Greg Russo. Greg Russo. The tweet, yeah. I, I, I thought, thought it was like the Russo brothers. Didn't they write the fucking and An- Avengers movies and stuff? No, that, that's not them. No. He was just lucky to have that last name and those guys yeah. to blow up. I'm the third Russo brother, guys. <laughs> Here's what he put on his thing, like what he's involved in. Uh, Mortal Kombat reboot, Resident Evil reboot, Death Note 2, Saints Row, Space Invaders, and Fear movie adaptions. None of these have come out, by the way. Okay. None of these, I feel like, are going to be that big. 
Also, when you actually kind of go around there and you start looking at the stuff that he likes, I was like, let me see this guy a little bit. And let's see. Well, he likes True Detective Season 3. So that's, you know. So much fun at the Annabelle movie premiere tonight. This movie is legit scary. Best <laughs> one yet. That was his That was his tweet, by the way. Uh, trying to see if he put anything else. Ah. Get your purple on. Things are about to get crazy. So excited to be working on this. Being a band of DSV Volition Forever. F. Gary Gray developing to direct movie based on Saints Row. So, you know. Look, man. F. Gary Gray, who's that? Uh, he's, a, he's a director. He did some of those. Like, I think he did. Which one was it? Did you Friday? Yeah, I think that was a... Okay, a, that's, what, that's the name of He did Straight Outta Compton, right? Uh, yeah. Did he? Is that what he was? I think he directed it. I think. I don't know. So, I don't have a lot of hope. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I actually Wait thought it was one of the Russo brothers. I was like, damn, that's cool. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it I, I knew it wasn't, but... Because huh. more people would have been it's like, it's Joel a Russo brother. Because like, you, you don't get... You, you don't get one Russo brother. You get both. So... Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of thought that it wasn't them because you, they would have said, "Oh, the Avengers writer." Yeah, it, you know what? To be honest, like Mortal Kombat movie, you with how how movie. video game movies are now, it's not. I think you can give the Mortal Kombat movie to fucking anybody, and it won't be good. Yeah, you can give it to someone. You think if James Cameron did a Mortal Kombat movie, it wouldn't be good? No. No? Okay. No, not. James Cameron movies. You I mean, can't have a good one. Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Can't have a good taco. Can't yeah. have a good... I mean, I really feel like the original the original movie really, you know, it... It was great over for the achie- time. It yeah. overachieved. Yeah. Really did. So anything else that comes from that point on is just going to be like, you know... Yeah. Remedy Entertainment has acquired the publishing rights to Alan Awake, the supernatural horror. It's original developed exclusively for Microsoft's Xbox 360. As detailed in a report from Global Newswire, Remedy has just received a one-time payment of 2.5 million euros for royalties on previously released games. In relation to this, the publishing rights to Alan Wake games are reverted to Remedy, the announcement said. Interestingly, Earlier this year, Rooney explained that it actually owns the rights to the Alan Wake IP, but that it never quite as simple. It's never quite as simple as that. With this development, it would appear that while Remedy owns the IP, the publishing rights lay solely with Microsoft, and so it would not have been easy for the studio to simply make a sequel. With both IP and publishing rights now in the hands, it may be that things are much more simple for Remedy to revisit the world of Bright Falls. Joe, you are a big fan of Alan Wake. How do you feel about this news? Uh, I hope uh, I, I hope this means that something's coming. I know they got their next game. Control, right? Is the next game right now that... Is Control! That what, is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. yeah it looks cool. Yeah, it does. Uh, I hope that that works out. And I hope... I mean, I really do hope that they do something with Alan Wake. Like a true, proper, full game. Because I loved the original one. I thought the original one was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember playing the um, a little bit of the American... Alan Wake's American Nightmare? Nightmare wasn't it called that yeah and it it, it was it was okay it just didn't feel like a full on I don't know it just it wasn't like the original one mm-hmm. it was kind of you know it was an extension but I don't know but uh, 
I, I would love to see a whole new Ellen Wake game. It'd be awesome. Great, great idea. And just the way it was set up, like the telling, telling the story, like kind of like as you read along, it's just really, really cool. Yeah. It's cool that they got the rights back so yeah. they can make the game. So. Yeah. The Graphics 16 Mini has a release date of March 19th. 2020. Additionally, Konami revealed the full list of games coming to the system, 26 of which are PC Engine titles in the original Japanese language. Here's the full list of English language games coming to the TurboGrafx-16 Mini. Alien Crush, Victory Run, Blazing Lasers, Utopia, Dungeon Explorer, R-Type, Moto Rotor, Power Golf, Eastbooks 1 and 2, Ninja Spirit, JJ and Jeff, Space Harrier, Military Madness, Chu Man Fu, Psychosis, Bonk's Revenge, Parasol Stars, Kadash, New Adventure Island, Air Zonk, Utopia 2, Soldier Blade, Lords of Thunder, and Bomberman 93. The following PC Engine games in the original Japanese are also being included. Akumajo Dracula X Chi no Horando, which is Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Aldenis, A Pair, Gateball, Bomberman 94, Bomberman Panic Bomber, Choaniki, Dakamaburu Aurora, sorry, that's Ghosts and Ghosts, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, Dungeon Explorer, Fantasy Zone, Ginga Fuki Detsutsu Sapphire, Gradius Nemesis, Gradius 2, Gaskin Necromancer, Nectaris, Utopia, Utopia 2, Ninja Gaiden, PC Engine, Bonk, what? Genjin? Sorry, I said that wrong. Salamander, Star Par- or Fantasy Star Soldier, Super Dyrus, Super Mamatro Datetsu 2, <laughs> Superstar Soldier, The Kung Fu China Warrior, East Books 1 and 2, and this was a huge surprise Snatcher. Hideo Kojima's Snatcher. Turbo 16 Mini pre orders go live on Amazon Prime Day, which begins July 15th. The system does not include an AC adapter. You need to buy that separately. You can also buy a turbo controller and multi tap, but those are obviously less crucial than AC adapter. List price for the Turbo Graphics Mini is $100 USD, making it one of the more expensive mini consoles that didn't work out too well for the PlayStation Classic, which also ins- which also didn't have an AC adapter. But yeah, Turbo Graphics Mini March 19th, 2020. So like 24 American games, 26 Japanese games, I think repeat games were like about 4 of them. One of the bigger ones that I was surprised for was Snatcher, Chowniki. but it's going to be completely, yeah, Choniki, but it's going to be completely in Japanese. Yeah, I don't see, like, that's... So, for you, Joe, being a huge Turbo Graphics fan... And you're going to buy it. And, and you're going to buy it because you said you would? What do you think? Again, me not following Turbo Graphics as much as some people have, but I know you're a fan of it. I've heard a lot of people say this is actually a pretty good list. It is actually. I was looking at some of those games and I was really cool. Like something like Choiniki and then like, and then uh, 
uh, so we got some really like crazy like games that you wouldn't expect that would have came over. Yeah. Um, it does a pretty good job of of playing like the Bonk's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was bummed because there was two yeah. games I think in particular I can't remember the name of one of them. Madden. <laughs> Madden. <laughs> no, I you know and I and I don't know it may be on there, but I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Uh, I and I can't remember it, but it was just it's it's a platformer, but. Kind of in the vein of Altered Beast in a little way, but not, not, I don't know, I don't want to say, it's almost like, it was like their version of a, of another like, kind of like a Castlevania type game. I can't remember what it's called though. Um, That was one thing. Devil's Crush is the one that I'm shocked that didn't get put on there. Devil's Crush is like a, it was like a, a it's a pinball game, but it's like, kind of like, it's a crazy like satanic themed pinball game. It's pretty fucking good. I've played it. Probably because it possesses people. So. It's pretty fucking good. Uh, it's a pretty fucking cool game, and I was surprised that that didn't make it on there. But I saw some of those like blazing lasers and things on there. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's that's interesting. That's that's pretty crazy. There's one game. I'm not sure if a Japanese one or it's an American one that goes for so much money that they're like having this on there. That's insane because it goes for so much. I forget which one it was. Yeah. But uh, uh, for me, I think you know. I actually, it, it wasn't until right now that I saw the price because I didn't. No one was really mentioning the price yeah, until right price. now, which How was weird. Hundred bucks. Oh. But I think for and someone mentioned this, and I and I have to agree. You're getting all these these mini consoles. You had the PlayStation Classic. You had the, the Nintendo Classic. You had the Super Nintendo Classic. You're coming out with the Sega Genesis Classic. But someone said honestly, for one that actually does matter would be the Turbo Graphics because it's not as available. Yeah. As, or especially the games for it as like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, you know what I mean? Like and and for me I'm just like, you know, I never got into the Turbo Graphics, but I kinda wanna pick this one up just because I've never really played a, I don't think I've played a lot of the games that are on here. I, I know I messed with Bonks when it came out with the Wii Virtual Console and that was pretty neat, but um yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stoked for it. And you know, I'm kind of stoked to play Stat- Snatcher in Japanese, even though I'm not going to figure out how to fucking play a good amount of it. But Legendary Axe. Legend- oh, I did hear about that. I saw that. It looked dope. It's it's not yeah, it's, it's not on there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the one that I, that's the one I was talking about. That, I was watching. That I one think and it Devil's was Crush were two of the games where I was like, "Fuck, they're not on there." Was it Happy Console Gamer? I think Johnny Millennial. I think his name is. He was talking about it. that was the one he talked about. He's like, "I'm really surprised that that's not on there." Well, yeah, I was, I was too, because I was like, wow, really? Yeah, it looks like a good altered beast. It's is it better better than altered beast? Better altered beast. Do you got an alligator fucking beast? It's just beast because they're not altered. They're just he's actually a caveman Hmm? or a barbarian. But for you, I I know how your what your stance is. Even though you said you'd buy it, does this even push you toward it, or you just don't care? It definitely does make me more interested, like yeah. looking at the list of games and considering like I I, I like the Turbo Graphics because I I never had one uh-huh. and a lot of those games, like I said, like a lot of them looked cool and it's just a it's a whole like a you know it's a console I never even played uh-huh. and then you hear the story behind it because like everyone's like a 16-bit Turbo Graphics actually was an 8-bit console. Yeah, like when you look into it, actually they 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 marketed it as a 16, but I believe it was two it was twin 8 bit like processors. So there was like technically. They use that as a, it wasn't 16 bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, you know, it just, uh, it, the, the list, there's some really cool stuff on there. Like I'm interested. I, I think a hundred is, is push is, you know, obviously for me, like that's, I think it's too much. 
like because of that type of just you know that the consoles the mini consoles i just don't find them all that interesting but you know, if you see one on sale, yeah. and I doubt it because I have a feeling. I mean, because it's going to be an Amazon thing, right? Yeah, it's exclusive yeah. to oh, Amazon. Really? Oh, yeah. Shit. yeah, so I don't know, man. Like that—that's one of the one. That's that's one of the few times where I've looked at. It, I was like, man, that'd be cool because, like, again, you're getting a whole group of games that I, you, I've never, like, I never really got to play. I mean, I've, yeah. I've played them on emulator, like some of them, um, but like the, a lot of them, you know, I've never played. Um, it's unfortunate, like some of those, like I said, those Japanese games are just going to release them like as is. Yeah, which may not be too bad, but like I mean, Snatcher, like that Snatcher, I feel Snatcher like it's is almost like dangling the fucking carrot. Yeah. Yeah. Like you should have just been like, let's spend a little bit of money and just translate it, doing it like you know, like or, or fucking subtitle. take one of the ones that was already taken. And you know what I mean? Like that one, the 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 English version, the bootleg one. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, that's the, been the done. one for Sega CD. You could have done something. The I was looking into it because after hearing about that, I'm like, oh, let me check it out. And I went on YouTube, and what I'm hearing from everyone is that the Turbo Graphics, ver- or sorry, the PC Engine version Snatcher is the ultimate edition, but Sega CD added a few extra scenes. But as more as a complete, I guess there a lot of people say they give it to Turbo Graphics just because that was the last one Kojima actually worked on. Because the other any of the other ports, which I'm I'm guessing is just a Sega CD one, he had no real hands on to that. But again, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. But um. And I even checked, like, fuck, does anyone, did anyone, like, English translate TurboGrafx version? Because I'm pretty sure that someone's going to find a way to hack it. And as long as I could probably just throw that translation on there so I could play it. But it looks, I haven't found a single translation for TurboGrafx. Yeah. Yeah. So either no one's worked on it or it's not well, readily available. Though, right? that's yeah. Right? Yeah. Police Nuts on PlayStation. And that's, you know, that one's a good one. I really like that one. Because I'm fine with, like... Is that on the PlayStation? You, like, an emulator? I, I added it, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, my which is so good. Oh, my God. Even playing through it again, I was yeah. just like, man, it's so good. Like, <laughs> whoever trans... Honestly, like, I know... It, I see, I, if I'm correct, I remember watching a video on YouTube about the guy who translated Police Knots. I think it was a guy from Mex having help from people in America. Like, oh, he yeah? actually started it, and then, like, a group of people translated it, but... His translation, like going, reading through it again and playing a little bit of it recently, he did a fucking great job. Like it is good. Um. Anyway, yeah. But um, I'm I'm stoked for the Turbo Graphics. Actually, I think it's one that I wouldn't feel that bad paying a hundred. Yeah. Not like the PlayStation Classic where it was like just twenty games. This is basically giving you like fifty, but really it's more like forty-seven or forty-six because due to the uh, the reissue ones, because there's you're getting double of some of them because yeah. of the Japanese ones but it's kind of crazy of them just going like yeah everyone gets the same thing and it's just like what it's that's like, very yeah, Konami gets... of them because yeah, I mean coming, yeah exactly they're just like just take it take it as is that's that's all you're getting so what's gonna be important honestly I think the big question now is emulation. how is the emulation mm-hmm. is it legit or is it gonna be a piece of shit because this is where yes you have your list of games but if the emulation fucking sucks if it's not perfect like not any not every emulation is going to be perfect 100% but it can be bad and if they just throw it on there you're like kind of like the uh, SNK one that they did you know that like a million mini arcade a lot of people were like that it's not that great like even when you plug it into your TV like the menus horrible like some there's there's it's not as clean as it could be and there was just a lot of problems with it so even for me I was just like damn that's crazy because I would have gotten that SNK thing but like there was just like the extra controllers you buy, like, 
It's not even the what are what are the SNK like? What is what's that D pad called? The clicking? What's that called? Click, Analog? Click. No, no, it's something. They give it a different name. I don't know. Anyway, it has the clicking with some of the SNK control stuff. Even with um, the Neo Geo Pocket, it would have the clicking uh, a joystick yeah. or the D-pad technically, but it's not a D-pad. Um, and people loved it. And when they redid this, it didn't have that. And people were like, why not? What it clicks at? It's what you're known for, yeah. especially for your controllers. But they never did. So right now it seems cool. We just kind of have to wait on the emulation side. But uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pre-order it. I think it looks really cool. So, All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, Engadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. You've been listening to 3PC News. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Topic this week: something that came out of nowhere. All of us, all of us here, were sleeping in our beds together. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jessica was sleeping on the couch. No. Nope. Me, Beto, and Joe no. all sleeping on the bed. Not together. happen. I wake up and then I look at my phone and uh, three-way cuddle. I I read um, Nintendo Switch Lite announced. What? And Nintendo announced a portable-only version. Of the Nintendo Switch. Here's some information. Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch Lite, which releases September 20th, 2019 in three different colors. At a glance, the Nintendo Switch Lite features smaller 5.5-inch touchscreen, lighter all-in-one design, no detachable Joy-Con controllers, D-pad-style control pad, improved 3- to 7-hour battery life, no IR or HD rumble function, no ability to dock, dock to TV or play in tabletop mode. The Nintendo Switch Lite will be available in yellow, gray, and turquoise for 199.99 USD. Adding Nintendo Lite Switch Lite to the lineup gives gamers more color and price point options. Nintendo of America President Doug Bowser. Now consumers can choose the system that best suits how they like to play their favorite Nintendo Switch games. Nintendo Switch Lite details a proper D-pad. The Nintendo Switch Lite is smaller than the original Nintendo Switch, has no kickstand, and does not support video output TV or features no dock HDMI cable. Nintendo outlined an example that the battery will last approximately three hours while playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on the regular Switch, whereas playing the same game on the Switch Lite will last four hours, giving players an extra hour of gameplay before having to charge. Nintendo says that the Nintendo Switch Lite will also support all games in the robust Nintendo Switch library that support handheld mode, although some games will have restrictions. For games without handheld mode support, players will be able to to wirelessly connect a compatible controllers, including separate Joy-Con controllers. This will be the the only way to have rumble enabled, as the Switch Lite does not feature any rumble in its connected controllers. There will also be a special edition Pokemon Sword and Shield Nintendo Switch Lite, which will feature legendary Pokemon 
Sakyan and Zamatsinta for $200, but does not include the Pokemon Sword and Shield. It has a release date of November 8th, 2019. This new Nintendo Switch launches alongside the remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on September 20th, 2019, which also features Dungeon Builder and the return of Color Dungeons and so much more. The original Nintendo Switch launched March 3rd, 2017 and has since sold over 32 million units for owners of the original looking to purchase the Nintendo Switch Lite. Nintendo of America President Doug Bowser said it will be possible to transfer the Switch data between devices. So far, no pre-orders have gone up for the Nintendo Switch Lite yet. So, I wanted to ask you gentlemen, when you read this, when you saw it for the first time, what was your reaction, Joe? Um, just real quick reaction. Yeah, just uh, it's cool. Like, you know, I think we knew coming in that was that was already good. I, yeah. I, I figured that was the next step, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, they're just gonna they're they're reaching to get you know people that just want the more handheld aspect of it. So you know, my thought was right on. That you know seems like a natural thing. It's gonna be a little bit cheaper for people that just want to play handheld. And I was like, all right. Hmm? He said, keep it short, Joe. Yeah, that's pretty short. Beto? Um, I actually didn't even, I missed that, the, uh, the announcement. I didn't know what it was until I, we saw it at your house. Remember, I was oh, like, what really? is that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is that? And then he showed me, he's like, what's the new, because I thought it was just like somebody, like a concept or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you show it to me, it was the real thing. I was like, oh shit, okay. Uh-huh. Your question's cool, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I mean, we all heard the rumors, yeah, and we we're all just—it was just kind of like, oh, okay, not for me, but whatever. And that's since they since they didn't announcement did they since they didn't announce it before E three or around E three, I th- I didn't think they were gonna announce it until like later. So mm. I, I wasn't expecting it. I think a lot of people were surprised that it wasn't announced at like a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Which maybe it was going to at one point, and they felt like no, not today. Mm. It's it could- such a short presentation yeah. too, so. Yeah. It was really short. Um, now you're having a lot of people divided. Like, why are they making this? Why are they doing this? What the hell? You know, like some people are mad. Some people are like, oh, this is really cool. Um, other people are just like, man, I hate this. But oh my God, the yellow one looks amazing. You know, like they hate it, but they <laughs> yeah. want it. Um, for me, it's just like for the longest time when you heard the rumors about them doing like a, a portable version only, I was against it because... I was like, man, you're gonna divide the market. You're you're gonna you're gonna have people confused. Like, oh, this one you can only play portable, but this one you can play on your TV. But the more I think about it, now that it's announced and now that they've shown it, for me, yeah, it's it's not for me. But dude, you don't know how many times like how parents are. Parents, a hundred dollars less is a lot for them, and it is. I'm not I'm not scoffing at a hundred dollars. But you're gonna have the you're gonna have the parents. I could see it work two ways. Do you have anything cheaper? Well, this one's a hundred bucks. You can't dock it. Okay, I'll get that one. Or, hey, this one is a hundred dollars less, but for a hundred more dollars, you can actually play this on your TV. Oh, that one's a better value. I'll get that one. So I honestly don't see this as a negative for Nintendo whatsoever. You're yeah. you're catering to two markets, and also Nintendo has the data of how we play our fucking consoles. They probably see a, like I think they saw such a huge amount of people playing it portable more than attached to their console they're like well we can we can like satisfy a market we yeah. can satisfy these people who are only playing it portable and like oh man joe hasn't taken his out of the dock yet that makes us sad <laughs> nintendo's christ 
Um, but I think they see the data, and honestly, it's a win-win for Nintendo. I honestly don't think it... I honestly think this will do well. Um, and even if it doesn't, they don't lose. Because you're, you're, you're still going to cater both audiences. I thought it would divide the market, but, and it, it still could divide people, or it could divide the market and confuse people, but I honestly don't see that happening. It's just like, this is portable only, and this is portable and home. But a lot of times, parents, especially some consumers, are kind of hard to convince or kind of explain things. Because I've had moments where people have asked me, like, oh, what does this do? And I go, oh, hey, you know, this, you can play it on your TV. But if you want to take it on the go, you just pop the Joy-Cons in, take it with you portably, uh, and take it on the go. It has its own battery, and you can play the games on there. And if you want to just pop it on your table and play it wirelessly, you can, so you have three ways of playing. So how much is the portable one, and how much is the one for TV? Oh, it's it's all of it. It's, it's all together. Oh, okay. So how much is the portable one? No, it's... It's the whole thing. It's it's everything. For 300 you can play on your TV and you can play it portably. It has a screen on there. Oh, okay. So how much is the TV one? It's the same fucking thing. It's the same thing. Happens too often. But it happens. Now, will the, having a portable only and the console one make it any better? No, it won't. But you'll still be able to you know, provide two things. If someone's like, I don't care about playing it on my TV... And this also like kind of gets Nintendo. I don't know if you guys have been seeing a lot of uh, Nintendo's commercials lately um, that they've had on the TV where it's like, hey, get your player too. And they're showing like, oh, Billy wants to buy his own Switch. He has his own Switch. But now with the Switch Lite, that's player two in the house. You know, Beto's the big brother. Beto has the one that you can play on the TV and play portably. But, oh, we only have one TV at home. Oh, but I could buy my Switch Lite and play that. It's a hundred. It's a hundred dollars cheaper. I don't have to buy that. You know what I mean? So it's. It, I see it working. I don't know. Like, do you think it's smart for Nintendo to do this, or do you guys? I just think it just follows the precedent they've already set. They they re-release or they re-reboot. Not reboot, but like like they re. You know, always bring out something every few years for every, pretty much almost every console. Yeah. And definitely for the portables and since this is a hybrid this is a portable i didn't surprise me at all that they decided to to do this and yeah i think it's it doesn't i don't think it really hurts them um whenever you go for something cheaper and you know you, you strip away some of the functionality i i think it's you know it's popular so i think people are gonna go with that you know mm-hmm. there are people that just want to play it you know in the comfort of their own home but there's also people that want to take that console that are want to just be out and just play that and you know i i i get that so i think it's a i think it was it's a smart move but also just a predictable move that they were going to do so with the removal of hd rumble and no ir sensor on there certain games like one two switch you know one two switch you the only way you can play it is if you were to buy the joy con separately you can still play it you just have to buy those separately Stuff like Nintendo Labo, you it wouldn't work on there because you couldn't detach the <clears throat> controllers whatsoever. But uh, removing HD Rumble and that, what does what do you guys think? Uh, for, I mean, for me, it's not not a big deal because I'm not planning on buying it. Um, for people who are, who are who are planning on buying it, I mean, I don't know. It's I really more more of an example as in like 
they're removing HD Rumble, which was a huge focus when they announced yeah. and talked about the Nintendo Switch when it came out. Uh, this new revolutionary Rumble feature where it feels like, you know, and you only really got to I feel mean, yeah, it in, in the 1-2 Switch. But that was pretty cool that, yeah. like, you felt the balls, the balls in the Joy-Con, yeah. like, itself rolling. That was a real cool um, showing off of what HD Rumble could be. But them removing it from the light, which makes sense, you're saving on battery, and removing the a, the IR sensor on the other Joy-Con um, kind of eliminates developers to like, well, why support this yeah. if, let's say, the percentage of, let's just say it's 50-50. 50% of people own uh, you know, Nintendo Switch lights, 50% own the home console and portable version. So it's 50-50, we can support it or we don't support it. Half will be able to use it, half won't. Like you know, And they didn't take away the gyro sensor yeah, because yeah. it's a big part of the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and you can't play that game without it. Yeah. So that's one thing they didn't take out was the sen- the, the gyro. But what was it? Sorry. Um, I feel like, I mean, it's been enough time that a lot of uh, publishers could have used the HD Rumble and then the uh, the IR stuff, but nobody's used it. So they're just like, hey, they're not using it. So we're just going to get rid of it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. You, I didn't it even was, think of it that way. I felt like it was yeah. a good selling point for when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, there's like two games or two yeah. or three games that you have ever used yeah. it. And it's like and it's been two point. years. Like, if you're not going to use it right now, then you're never going to use it. No, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think and of that. And I don't doubt that Nintendo themselves will probably use it in the future for certain things. Yeah. Like them, but like, you know. Like, if it hasn't yeah. been used enough already, why? Like, no one's probably going to care. What about when the sequel of 1, 2, 3 Switch comes out? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't even think of that. that is, you're smart, bud, though. Thank you, Jesse. So, with the announcement of the Nintendo Switch Lite, and we have the Nintendo Switch, there's also been talks that um, some of the processors, some of the chips are going to be a little bit better on the light version and also they're saying that it looks like they're going to be putting that in more in going in, forward to going the new forward ones. on to the new ones now with the announcement of the light do you think we're still going to get a quote-unquote pro version of the switch later on and if we do um when do you think we might receive it do you think it might be I kind of was guessing, okay, if there's going to be a pro version, there's not, there's no point of them releasing it this year with the light coming out. I could see them releasing the pro version, the more, let's say, let's just say souped up Nintendo Switch, you know, kind of like not super powerful, kind of like in the area of where when 3DS XL came out, maybe the screen's a bit bigger. They're not going to go too crazy where you're going to have to replace the Joy-Cons. They're going to keep it that size. Better screen, maybe better resolution, can run stuff better, better load times, etc., etc. Just the stuff to spruce it up and make it a worthwhile upgrade, you know? Maybe a, a pro type, of a yeah. PS4 pro type upgrade. Now, do they release it in next year in March or closer to the release of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Scarlet? I don't even know if they're really going to... Part of me, like, I know they've said that there's no talk on it yet, but, like, I don't know, part of me doesn't even think they... There really is a point for them to do that, like a souped up one. I, you know, I don't know most of their games as it is. Nintendo's games as it is run at 1080p, and you know, I, I guess you could see it happen. But part of me kind of feels like it's if they do anything, it's gonna 
I don't think it's going to focus on those features. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, that's not going to be that big of a deal. It may add something or just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't tend to think that whatever they do is going to, that's going to be such a big focus. So I know that sounds weird. I don't know what it is that they'll focus on, but it's just kind of how I see it. Yeah. Um, do you think it also depends on how well light does? If light does really well, do they not do a pro or if light doesn't do as well? They do a pro. I mean, obviously if, if it does well, then yeah, then it opens up the avenue for like a, uh, you can almost see them doing it instead of like it could be like a souped up just a better version of the light that's you know like really nice on screen like you get a 1080p it's screen but it's not dockable or maybe like you're saying it's a bigger screen but maybe it doesn't dock i don't know it's just something weird you know yeah, yeah. could be something like that nintendo needs to make uh that fucking joy con a little bit bigger because it feels like i'm dumb wrestling that shit fucking gets yeah my, my hand tired now they're putting the D-pad on the light, which makes sense because oh, yeah, it's not yeah. detachable, and they're putting an official D-pad uh-huh. on there. And I think they've been asked, like, oh, are you going to make a D-pad Joy-Con oh, attachment yeah. for the other ones? And I forgot what the saying was, but it's there's no plans for it. or there's, there, they, It was a way of saying, like, no. But yeah. I honestly don't see them not doing it. I don't. That would be cool. I'd buy one because, I mean, the D-pad, it's not great. It's not even a D-pad. Right now, playing Super Mario Maker 2, don't get me wrong, I'm having a good time, but sometimes I go like, fuck, I want a D-pad. But um, then, I mean, if you're going to split it, that's, that's going to be a shitty remote for the whoever's using that, the D-pad one. Well, that's something like you buy separately, like you're doing yeah. with the... What, like you're doing, it's like you what you're doing with the Hori ones when you buy those, but the only shitty thing about the Hori ones is that it, there's no, it's not a rechargeable it one. The power, yeah. It sucks the power from the console. And I just want an official Nintendo one that has a recharge. I'll buy that separately. I don't give yeah. a fuck. You know, like, just give me give me a fucking D-pad. Let me buy it. I'll buy it. And you'll charge fucking 60 to $80 for one. But yeah. who cares? Well, actually, I don't want to pay 70 to 80 But if I want that D-pad. But yeah. Yeah. Any, any uh, final say on the Nintendo Switch Lite? It's cool for people that will only be using it handheldedly. Yeah, I think it works great for like uh, younger kids and stuff like that, and definitely for parents that don't want their kids playing on. Maybe they, you know, some people only have one TV or two TVs, and they don't want the kids on there playing the game. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. I think uh, it's great option for. If you want only portable or you want a home and, and portable console, affordable, it's affordable. Portable. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see how well this goes for, you know, Nintendo this holiday season. It's going to be neat. And uh, for the people who are mad about it, like, it's not <laughs> for the people who are mad about it. Like, at first, I wasn't really excited. I didn't want them to do it. But now that it's announced and it's going to come out, for me, it's more like. It's not like they said, okay, we're not making Nintendo Switches anymore. We're only doing the lights. Yeah. It's, you have, they're still giving you the option to buy the one that you can play on your TV. They're, they're doing something that I don't want. Yeah. It's like, man, we're not taking yeah, away your other thing. Like I still don't like it. Son of a bitch. But yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this week. If. You want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns? You can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Yes, it's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a three. Thanks for listening. 
I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Sparza. And... Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done later. Samurai Shodan. Shodan. <laughs>